you are having a very good week, getting ready for the weekend. It is so awesome to have you here on If You Don't Like That. The NBA training camps opening up right around the corner. And the question is, will you see your star players on the floor more this year? Load management appears to be changing in the NBA. Gee, what a novelty, huh? It's about freaking time. I'll talk about that in a moment. But first, I want to tell you that we are brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. And remember, New Works Plumbing is available 24 Seven. So you have a problem in the middle of the night, no problem. They will be there with their round-the-clock service. Again, for all of your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. So what about the NBA? What about load management? How's it going to work? How is the NBA going to police all of this? I think we all can agree that is something that cannot be ignored anymore. It started with Greg Popovich, the coach of the Spurs, years ago, and then Steve Kerr took over, and what Steve Kerr did last year was a black eye for the league. Twice in a span of a month, on the road at New Orleans, he rested all of his stars. Not once, not twice. So the fans in New Orleans got screwed. They couldn't see Steph Curry play, Draymond Green. They couldn't see Klay Thompson. Why? Because Steve Kerr sat them down. No rhyme or reason for his decision. Did it make sense? This is just one of the many examples. So the league had to step in and take some action. Here's NBA commissioner earlier this week, Adam Silver, talking about load management. About some of the rule changes for this season with a real focus on player participation. And I know uh, you've all now seen the release um, from the vote we took earlier today um, regarding some changed approach um, to, to reinforcing the notion that we're an 82-game league. And that's something that uh, Joe Dumars, our executive vice president of basketball operations, has been really reinforcing. And I think someone who has the credibility um, to help the league, frankly, reset on that issue. And I, I just want to make the point there that um, it, it's it's a shared view by everyone in the league. It's not just coming from the league office. I think whether it's our teams, our players association, individual players, I think there's an acknowledgement across the league that we need to return to that principle, that this is an 82-game league. And that, of course, doesn't mean that we're turning the clock back, that players are expected to play through injuries or that players, frankly, never need rest. But I think it's there's a statement of a principle that if you're a healthy player in this league, that the expectation is that you're going to play. It's about freaking time. You're darn right. If you're able to play, if you're healthy, then you play. Okay, and the NBA fans have been getting screwed. TV networks have been getting screwed and it's getting out of hand. So I applaud the commissioner and the Players Association for saying, "Okay, you know what? We need to address this. We can't have it happen anymore. The question is, how will the NBA police this? How will they deal with back to backs? 
How will they deal with players that have coming or that are coming off off-season surgery that may appear to be fine? There are going to be some very interesting wrinkles to this. And again, how is it going to be policed? Here are some comments from Brian Windhorst, who covers the NBA for ESPN. Well, according to the new rules, it's what the NBA independent doctors are going to say that it is. So there are going to be certain circumstances where teams are going to have to make a choice about whether they're going to risk an NBA investigation. Now, Adam Silver said they're going to have a light touch. Well, we'll see on that. So, Malika, the first week of the season, maybe it's actually the second calendar week, we've got a situation with the Lakers and Clippers. It is a a back-to-back Orlando at the Clippers. The next night, Orlando, I'm sorry, Lakers-Clippers national television game. Now, under the rules, typically that situation from years past, Kawhi Leonard would definitely only play in one of those games, Hmm. and he might pick the Orlando game to play in because that might be a more comfortable game for the Clippers. Now he's coming off knee surgery. They could claim injury management. I don't think that the league would investigate that, but it's possible that they potentially would later in the season. So that is a huge thing is how much of the team's going to push the envelope and how much is the league actually going to do what they say is in these rules here and come in and actually take a look at it and say, does your knee actually need this game off? And what's to me, what's crazy about this is you're going to have teams. This doesn't affect them at all. And then you're going to have other teams, specifically, in my view, the Lakers and the Clippers, who may have to designate somebody in their front office to do this strategy. Because looking ahead, you may say, oh, man, we have to apply for a waiver maybe in a week. Or maybe we need to look ahead here and choose that we may rest Anthony Davis on this Wednesday and LeBron on this Thursday. And there's a whole set of different things to to, to do. Whereas the Detroit Pistons, who have a potential all-star player this year in Cade Cunningham, I think he's going to have a great year, coming off a very difficult season where he missed a lot of the injury, where he can rest whenever he wants. So it's, it's a very unique set of circumstances that the league has never seen before and I really don't know how it's going to go and I think there's going to be some situations within that first month to six weeks where the league is going to have to decide whether they're drawing the line in the sand Mm. or it's going to essentially be business as usual. Yeah, well, business as usual, as uh, Brian Windhorse uh, points out. Here's the reality of what's going on, in my opinion, okay? The The teams need to do a better job, okay? You can't make the NBA the complete police of the teams the point is yeah the nba is a league of 30 teams and yes the nba's rules and the governing body and everything happens in new york city yes i get that but the nba can't be babysitting these teams okay the nba and the players association have acknowledged that this is a problem in the nba steve kerr needs to understand that when he rests his players, he's hurting the brand. He's hurting the league, okay? And Steve Kerr needs to be ethical about this. Other coaches in the NBA have to be ethical about this. They have to understand, first and foremost, why it is that they are in business. They have to understand that they are in the business of entertainment, okay? And they have been hurting the bottom line. They have been hurting the brand, which is the NBA. So whereas the NBA has authority to police all of these teams, the teams need to do a better job of policing themselves, okay? The edict has been set forward, 
Okay, there are now guidelines, and I'm not going to get into all of them here on this podcast. This basically affects about 25 teams and roughly about 50 players, okay? As you just heard from Brian Windhorst of ESPN, a team like Detroit would not fall upon the guidelines because they don't meet the criteria that the NBA has put forward. We're really talking about the, the stars of the league, all right? That's what makes the league tick, okay? Fans don't turn on the NBA or go to games because they're captivated by the 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th men on the bench, okay? They go to see LeBron. They go to see Steph Curry. All right, I can go on and on. You get the picture, right? You get the picture. Teams need to do a better job, plain and simple. And if not, then the league has to come in and they have to police and they have to hand out substantial fines and the league doesn't want to do that okay so let's see what the biggest culprits of load management do this year let's see whether or not joe lacob who doesn't mind spending money left and right hand over foot if he's going to go you know what i don't care about the rules we're not playing our guys and if i have to pay a five hundred thousand dollar fine then i'll pay it that's going to be the interesting aspect of all of this what are the teams that have been the biggest culprits, i.e. Golden State Warriors, what's going to happen? What's going to happen with the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? Keep your eye on that. Really, it's not a problem for Sacramento. Mike Brown doesn't believe in load management. Mike Brown hasn't rested players, nor should he, okay? But De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis are among the 50 players. I don't think it's a problem because they play when they can play, all right? There is no load management in Sacramento. But for the Warriors, for the Clippers, for other teams, it's going to be very interesting. Bottom line, no, don't put the onus on the league to police your team. Police your own team, do what's right, be ethical, and I'm talking to you, Steve Kerr. I'm talking to you directly. Do the right thing. Stop cheapening the product. Stop hurting the bottom line. Stop stealing money from the fans. Stop putting a bad light on the NBA. You're better than that. Do better and get the job done. Don't put it on the NBA shoulders to find you. Do what's right. To me, it's pretty simple. Do what is right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash grant today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash grant all right it's now time for our crowd ultra q a just go to crowdultra.com and maybe i will answer your question 
on my next podcast. Logan asks, who do you think is a good replacement for Aaron Rodgers? To me, you got to go with Zach Wilson. You drafted him number two, all right? You got to give him the keys to the car. You have to, all right? You're going to now bring somebody else in, have him learn the offense and go through all of that. Uh, I think Zach Wilson's the guy. You got to give him at least a couple of weeks. I know you can say they did that last year and it didn't work. Well, you know, see what happens. Give him a couple of weeks. All right, Donovan wants to know if I'm a fan of the uh, new NBA rest rules. Obviously, I just discussed this on my podcast, Donovan, and I think that uh, I think most people are fans of the NBA trying to fix this. I, I don't know who would disagree with the NBA saying that we need our players to think of this as an 82-game season. James wants to know, will we see sports become more political again over the next year? Are you saying that because it's going to be an election year? I, I hope not. I really I really hope not. I've been saying for years that this would not be good for pro sports. And, well, I happen to be right. Sam wants to know, will Aaron Rodgers' injury finally motivate the NFL to change the grass fields? The NFLPA came out this week, and they were very adamant about that. I'm okay with going to grass fields, but if you have a a city like the Jets and the Giants, okay, and they share the stadium, and they play a game pretty much every week, and in some instances, two times within 24 hours, and it's raining, well, then don't complain when the field's a mess. I'm okay with it, but you can't have it both ways. Dylan wants to know, what do the Jets do now to try and save their season? Listen, injuries are a part of the league, Dylan. I mean, the 49ers last year had a third-string quarterback take him to the NFC Championship game, right? Go out and play. You got a great defense. Go out and play. Win. Pretty simple. Just once and off, I read the A-Rod report released by ESPN. I did, and I'm not surprised. Adam wants to know if I'm enjoying Hard Knocks. I love Hard Knocks, Adam. I think it's one of the best productions uh, year in, year out on television. Andrew wants to know who wins the Chargers-Titans game. The Chargers will win the game. They need to win the game. They cannot afford to start off 0-2 in the tough AFC West, and they're better than Tennessee. It's on the road, but I like uh, the Chargers to go in and win that game. Jake wants to know, is Brandon Ayuk a top five wide receiver? No, he's not, but I think he's very underrated. I I would say that. But a top five, no. Julian wants to know, what's my take on the report that said college football could dissolve and be taken over by the NFL. I didn't see the report, nor would I believe that. Uh, I don't think that is possible. David wants to know, would I have rather rather have had Nerlens Noel or Nemeus Queta over JaVale McGee? Well, in my opinion, McGee's better than both of those guys. Okay, so if you're... Nerlens Noel can't play. I don't know why we keep on talking about him. You know, it's pretty obvious that Nerlens Noel can't play. All right? I mean, why do you think he's been on so many teams? And why do you think he's available? All right? The guy can't play. McGee's better than both of those guys. All right? Period. Better than both of them. That is our CrowdUltra Q&A. Again, go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer the question on my next podcast. It's time for Brent, Brent, Brent. Today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Westside Grill. Check out their newest restaurant at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. Go to Bennett's Restaurants.com. Check out their menu. Make a reservation. It's all there for you. Bennett's Restaurants.com and their newest restaurant, Bennett's Westside Grill in Rockland. Let me get this straight. USA Basketball 
this summer in the World Cup didn't finish in first, didn't finish in second, didn't finish in third. That's right. The United States did not even medal at the FIBA World Cup, the Philippines. But guess what? USA Basketball is now ranked number one, that's right, atop the FIBA World Rankings. That's right. They flip spots with Spain. You ready for that? That's right. The updated rankings were released earlier today, remaining, or, or rather, showing that the United States is back on top. Spain, by the way, is number two. Germany, number three. Think about this for a minute. You don't medal. You don't finish in the top three spots. And all of a sudden, you're back atop FIBA's world rankings. Jalen Brunson, who played on the United States team. Point guard, Knicks. Quote, the world is good at basketball. Respect everybody. I would concur with that. The world is good at basketball, okay? But how the United States does not medal, and all of a sudden they're number one again, Spain, Germany, Australia, okay? And Serbia is fifth. Again, explain to me how the United States bombs out at the World Cup this year and is number one atop the rankings. You know how I always say some things just flat out don't make sense? This does not make sense. And that's my rant for today. That's my podcast for today. Have yourself a fabulous weekend, everybody. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. <laughs>